I have no idea how it started. Why I decided one day to go online, look at uh, engagement rings. I think I'd been dating my girlfriend, now fiance, by the way. Um, I had no idea fiance, if it applies to the woman, was spelt with two E's. So there you go, little fiance fact there. So I had been dating my girlfriend, now fiance, for only a little while. And I honestly wasn't looking to get engaged anytime soon at that point in time in my life. But I remember just having the thought cross my mind about engagement rings. Hey, let's be honest here. Lord knows <laughs> my girlfriend back then was probably praying in advance and I was just picking up on some things. But I remember going to the websites of the jewelry stores I knew of and nothing really stood out to me. Then I remembered Tiffany's, right? Because of their probably multi, multi million dollars worth of uh, marketing that they do. Uh, the world famous jewelry brand, if you're not aware. And here's something fun. Just for fun, I decided to go and look at their selection, Right. Uh, Of course, I got distracted with men's watches, seeing all the extremely high prices. So I clicked on the women's uh, engagement ring section and started looking. And then I saw it. I saw the perfect engagement ring that would suit my girlfriend, Magna, just perfectly. It was a princess cut diamond, only a single center stone set in platinum. And instantly, I knew it would be perfect for Magna if that time was going to come around. Little did I know... Then about three years later, I would have bought the exact ring, gone down on one knee, and pulled out that little blue box. Which cost a fortune, by the way. Hey, I'm Terry Molinero, and I believe that we, as the body of Christ, are here for such a time as this. I love to say this, blessed to be a blessing, that we are called to be a light. And look, friends, if we don't do it, if we aren't the light, who's going to be the light? The body of Christ has always been a house of action. And hey, who says we can't have some fun along the way? Terry, it's Ryan Seacrest. You're in broadcast. I'm trying to be in broadcast. There's something in common. Good luck to you at Seacrest House. This is the Church Hacks Podcast. What in the world am I talking about? Are my jeans finally so tight that they cut off the circulation to my brain? These are questions that I ask myself regularly. Well, let's be honest here. I should probably start wearing looser clothes because, hey, I'm getting older and dressing like a scene kid from the early 2000s doesn't really fit anymore. But um, this also isn't a plug for Tiffany's, even though legit my um, my girl Mona was great. And my brother and I had a great time when we went down to the store to pick up an engagement ring last year. But why am I talking about the engagement ring? Well, Like all things in life, hey, when you look back, you can recognize patterns and patterns sometimes come from the most unlikely of places. You know, you can see things that you might not have seen as you were going through it, but that hold really valuable lessons as you move forward. Maybe this is because I have a habit of overthinking things, but (laughs) we're just going to run with it. So here we are, 2021, brand new year. Uh, First and foremost, I'm sorry I didn't start the episode off with a happy, happy, happy new year. For me, it was it was very, very strange New Year's Eve. Usually we have a bunch of people over, but um, here in Ontario, Canada, there were a lot of lockdowns because of uh, COVID-19. And so I even put on the Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve, you know, with the ball drop at Times Square in New York. And it was so funny. They're like, we want to thank our frontline worker. And then the camera just pans to this guy standing by himself in a square, like in a box. So, man, the world, uh, it's its a little bit strange, okay? And New Year's Eve was definitely a little bit uh, more low-key than I would have liked, but uh, I'm excited this year. Not in the way that I used to be, though. For me, it's not wishing type of excitement, like, um, what's going to happen this year? This is the year when blank happens. It's more of a, 
I've learned the patterns, not completely, but to a certain extent that's going to allow me to really go ahead and do some really cool things. I think if we look back at 2020, early 2020 actually, when I decided that it was time to buy the engagement ring, we can pull some lessons out of that uh, as we move forward into this new year. Because hey, I know that there are a lot of people listening that have big dreams, things that can see Um, and seem difficult, things that can seem far off, things that they can even see in their mind but don't know how to reach out and get, not just tangible things as well. I know people that want to break bad habits, which I love because ultimately that's going to affect the rest of your life. Uh, People who want to start good habits. I feel like New Year's Eve was a little lackluster this year, as I mentioned, so we're just going to have to pull ourselves up, look to the past for some inspiration, um, and then move it forward. So, To the engagement ring we go. It was actually pretty funny. A few years ago, my girlfriend, now fiance, along with my sister and cousin, they went to New York City for a week during Christmas and they went to the Tiffany headquarters on Fifth Avenue, I believe. My fiance looked, um, uh, she she was looking around and uh, of course getting some ideas. How could you not, right? Just an iconic store. And she took a boomerang of her like fake crying pointing at her finger. And I know she's going to listen to this. So, yeah, you guilted me. OK, and I'm telling you, that drove me nuts. This was years before I actually got her that ring. When I saw that, I was like, oh, like, I know I have one picked out, but like, you can't know that because I, like I'm a guy who likes to surprise people. So I couldn't tell her that I was already thinking about this. Right. It was not influenced by that boomerang. OK, I did it out of the goodness of my heart. How can the story of me buying my fiance, an engagement ring, apply to your goals, your life as we kick off a new year. Well, here are my thoughts. First things first, you need to know as you're setting out to do whatever it is that God has placed on your heart that no efforts are too small. It takes the small, consistent steps to eventually get where you need to go. You know, with any engagement ring, the industry really tries to suck you in with all the romance of things. It's like funerals, you know, only the Cadillac of coffins will be able to take your mother in luxury to heaven. You know, if you get the the wooden box, it's going to take her at least a few years. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, though? They kind of prey on your your emotions. So many sales pitches, opinions of what's worth it and what's not. I actually looked at similar rings from different stores at like a fraction of the cost My mentality was simple, though. It wasn't about a brand or about the dollar amount of, you know, or bragging rights or anything like that. Like people didn't need to know. My honest thoughts were in every area I do my research and buy the best equipment I can for the job according to my budget and sometimes a little bit over my budget. And then I was thinking to myself, man, why then would I decide to settle when it comes to the woman that I want to spend the rest of my life with? There was, of course, more decision making that went into it than that, because that's technically like emotional, emotionally charged spending. You know, I looked at different rings, compared, did my research, but I ended up deciding to go with the exact same engagement ring that I saw years prior. Now, personally, I wanted to do everything debt free. These were my convictions. I didn't want to give a gift to my fiance that then we would have to pay off together. It just kind of seemed weird for me to do that. Like if that's your position and we all have different convictions, right? But that was just it for me. So this is um, um, what I started to do. I started saving up with each paycheck that came into my account. Month by month, week by week, I started putting money aside. And you know what? Slowly but surely, it started to happen. I ended up buying the exact ring, as I mentioned, I saw the exact one um, that I had envisioned for so long, you know, going down on one knee, asking Magna to marry me. And she said yes, by the way. 
Funny side tangent, I know I said I didn't care about what people thought as far as the brand goes, and that's true, but I uh, I was almost going to leave this out, but I thought it was kind of funny. Check this out. So the day after we got engaged, she wanted to announce it, and I was like, oh, sure, you know, let's get together in the morning, we'll do like the whole Facebook thing, announce it, change the status, now that all of our, you know, day ones already know. What does she do? So she's a wedding photographer, so she has all these custom ring boxes, and she leaves the famous Tiffany blue box at her house and brings over this random beige box to take a picture with I'm like where's the blue box she's like well you know I like this box you know what I may have um I may have to bring that one up in premarital counseling all right I was like girl you have no idea how much thought and attention went into every single detail of that engagement over the past few years if you don't mind could uh could you go get the box and she did. She actually like drove back to her house and then came back. She was kind of angry too, okay, that I asked her to do that. But you know what? You don't go to a five-star restaurant, order food only for it to come in a garbage bin. You know what I'm saying here? Anyway, venting session is over. So let's keep talking about this. Just because I knew originally the ring that I wanted to buy, I still had to go through a few different steps. As I go through them, I wanted you to know that we're talking about a ring here, but really we're not talking about the ring we're talking about the steps we have to take when it comes to our goals. Check this out. Step one, I got informed, right? I had to gather information. What type of ring? What was the style? I had to find all these things out. I had to do my research, see how much it was going to cost. One thing I found out was that the ring costs more than the ring, right? There are taxes. There's the cost of taking time to go back and forth to the store and insurance. See, our goals, just like that ring, are going to cost us a lot more than we think initially. We need to do the research. We need to dream big dreams, pray about them, and then take action. But we need to remember that depending on those goals, they're going to take us more time and effort than we anticipate. This is where we need to stop and think. Maybe this goal isn't going to fit into the type of year that's coming up. Maybe the year you have your first child isn't the year to quit your job and start a side business. We need to remember this. And I don't want to jump around all over the place, but in 2019, I believe it was, I built a studio, uh, which I'm currently recording in right now. I love it. And uh, I started a business last year as well, launched a business. We might talk about that in the future sometime in the podcast. And I thought that it was a matter of, okay, do this, do this, do this, done. And man, I was really wrong. I think it costed probably, <clears throat> pardon me, I think it costed about maybe two, three, four times as much as I originally projected. And we were like keeping it pretty tight too, but you never really know how much time and energy it takes. And that's why I think it's so pivotal to make sure that we aren't flippantly saying, oh, you know, I want to do this as a goal. I want to set that as a goal because listen, real world time, we talked about it in a previous episode called Opportunity Cost. If you haven't listened to that, I totally recommend you go back because it was a big principle that I learned in my life, especially last year. And the, the episode was kind of based loosely off of this fact that when you say yes to one thing, you're automatically saying no to so many other things because we only have so much time in a day. So we need to remember these things as we're setting out and accomplishing our goals. So get informed. The next thing I did after I was informed was I had to make a plan. I had to calculate how much I would need and by what time. And then I had to break it down to the smallest of actions. See, just like that, it's one thing to get informed. It's another thing to put it down. Many studies have shown that if you don't write your goals down, if they aren't crystal clear in your mind, if they stay in just your head, they're just a wish. 
So we have to make sure that we actually make the transition from information to an actual plan of action. And if you're someone who says, you know what? No, like it's good. Like it's in my mind. You know, I'm really going to challenge that because there's many things in my life too, where I'm like, okay, no, I remember this. This is good. I'm just consuming information. But then to actually put it into action, we really need to concentrate on it. We need to remind ourselves um, there was this book that I read. I forget the the title, but it was a person who was very successful and, uh, and, and they were essentially saying, listen, I write down my goals and I review them every single day. So I keep them top of mind, which is why it's so important to inform ourselves with prayer, with getting, you know, spending time with God to see, okay, what should I actually be working towards? Because it does take so much time. The next thing we need to do is our mindsets need to change. There's definitely fear in getting engaged, a little bit of fear, the fear of the unknown, the fear of stepping out like that, you know, that's a, that's a huge commitment. We need to make sure that when we have these goals, that we're determined that maybe we need to get a little intense about things. Maybe we need to say, my mindsets really need to change. If I'm trying to lose weight, the mindset of Doritos is going to have to change to some carrots and hummus or from sleeping in to waking up and going to the gym. You know, we can't just expect the mindsets that we've always had to be able to facilitate and allow us to step into the goals for our new year. Informed, make a plan, mindset shift. After that, I had to do something that was extremely important. I had to actually go forward and work it out over a long, consistent, extended period of time. You know, it sounds silly, but when I was saving for those months and even now because I have some other goals, I literally bought nothing. Like no eating out, no drinks, nothing, no expensive outings. I wasn't like out doing things. I was at home or I was at work and it sounds extreme. I know, but see, I had to check my heart to remind myself that I wanted um, this more than I wanted to go through the drive through for a drink or something like that. You know, I had to check my heart to remind myself what I wanted more. And that's the same way that I think in 2021, we need to be approaching things. See, what do I want more? I know that what I've been doing is not getting me what I want or else, hello, I'd have it by now. So what do I have to do and what do I have to start training my mind to want more in order to achieve my goals ultimately? And I just want you to not miss that because it's something that we say all the time, but it's so true. What brought us to this point is not going to bring us to the next point. Every single thing that I have done. So let's say for me, it's a fitness school. What I've been doing clearly has not been working um, if my goal is to become a bodybuilder. I'm going to have to become more. That's where we start with the mindsets. And then I'm going to have to say to myself, okay, what do I need to start training my mind uh, to think about? Because I'm going to need to want the goal of bodybuilding more than I'm going to want to you know, eat at Subway every day, which, okay, I shouldn't go on all these side tangents, but I kid you not, once I ate at Subway every single day for one week and I gained 12 pounds. Can you believe that? 12 pounds. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just going to leave that information there. Live a healthy life, my friends, because I have a friend who tries to convince me that that place is the most healthy place you could ever eat at. And uh, I beg to differ. I was getting pizza subs, so that's probably uh, didn't help. Anyway, you know, one of my desks um, at uh, one of my studios, I have this book on it. I think that I mentioned it previously on the show in an earlier episode, but it's a book called Becoming Steve Jobs. As I was preparing for one of my radio shows, I was getting ready to talk about the autonomous car that Apple is rumored to be working on. And I saw the book and thought of that. See, Steve Jobs, he's a visionary, no doubt. Brought us what we know is the smartphone, minimalism, simplicity, all these things. 
Do you know what he didn't bring us, though? An autonomous car. Why? Well, the timing wasn't right, but that wasn't on his radar, probably, or as much as we know. See, what got Apple to become the world's most profitable company, or one of them at least, isn't going to keep them there in that position over the next 100 years. See, what got us here won't take us where we need to be. It gives us a great platform to jump off of, but it won't take us the distance, which means we're going to have to start looking at things that are outside of our usual, outside of our day-to-day and our way of thinking in order to evolve. And I've become more and more aware of this recently, how I'm blinded by what I don't know. So how can I surround myself? How can I not get pigeonholed? How can I keep innovating and evolving into a better version of myself? It's not easy either, right? It takes a lot of effort to move things forward in a meaningful way. So I just want to say, if you are on this journey, which if you're listening to this, odds are you are, I want to straight up applaud you. There's a reason why everyone is not walking around in contentment, right? Because they're going around and they don't want to actually put in the work or they dream it up and they say, okay, this is a new year, new me, but then the same old, same old happens. But you know what? You want better and you're working for that. So I want to applaud you in that. I don't know if you've ever noticed this as well, but I've realized that our past really likes to try and remind us of every area that we've ever failed in when you're trying to move forward. Have you noticed this? So before I move forward, I wanted to just really address this for a second. Your past will always intersect your destiny. Your past will always intersect your destiny. You think it's by chance that every time you want to move forward in an area that God has called you to, your past comes along to try and take you out? Is it a coincidence that every time maybe I try to get into the word, distraction tries to hit me? Or whenever I try to move forward in an area that I'm called to, I get tempted by something from my past. When I'm finally getting my life together, the ex starts messaging me. Or, you know, the moment that I finally got my money in order. Oh, once in a once in a lifetime opportunity comes by, but I don't quite have enough money. So, you know, I'm going to have to go into debt. When we recognize these things, though. We can prepare for it. And that's why I wanted to mention it and then make sure that it doesn't take uh, me or you out this year. See, this is a new year. And if we take the approach of every year, I'm only going to get better. We won't be letting our past hold us back. If we can prepare for these things and say, listen, I know that when I wake up that extra half an hour earlier, my past is going to say, no, listen, like you don't really want to do this. Oh, it's so cozy. You know, it's cold outside. Uh, You know, just keep sleeping. It's going to be good. When that stuff comes, you're saying, hey, listen, I'm not going to allow my past self to hold me back. It's a new year, new me, and I'm moving it forward. I wanted to put that out there so that when that happens to you, right, when the thoughts start coming, you can't, you won't, you shouldn't. You'll be able to really take your thoughts captive and move past that into all that you need to be. You know me, though, before we close it off, I want to leave you with something extremely practical so that we can start really going after things and making progress. So I have a habit tip for you as well. When trying to build a new habit, make it easily accessible, like deadly simple. I learned this actually from Atomic Habits. I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, It's a book. So hand sanitizer, right? Check this out. At the building where I go in to host my radio show, they move the hand sanitizer machine, one of those automated ones where you just put your hand under pretty pretty much, um, right outside the bathroom doors when you go to exit them. So before it was like around the corner, down the hall. What are the chances of me now stopping to do hand sanitizer when I come out of the washroom? Yeah, they're pretty high. It costs me nothing, no time or effort. It is so easy that all I have to do is decide to put my hand out. 
So, of course, a lot more people are going to do these things. What are the odds, though, if I had to walk down the hallway, maybe go outside, walk a kilometer, and then uh, get some hand sanitizer just to walk back in the middle of winter? No, there is no way I'm getting that hand sanitizer when I made it easy Now it's easy for me to accomplish that uh, habit. The opposite is also true. When it comes to bad habits, let's take spending online. Have you ever heard of this place called Amazon? It's pretty magical. It's amazing. All you could ever want and all you have to do is click buy now. If your card is already on file, boom. All it took for you to go into debt or buy something you didn't really need was a single click and impulse. When we're trying to break habits, which can be the way we've always done things or a way of thinking, we have to make it hard to default back to the way we've always done things. Friction, right? Once again, with Amazon, if I had to click through 15 pages and fill out four forms of information and put my social insurance number in and all these different things, what are the odds of me making an impulse purchase? You know, it's going to dramatically be reduced. In the book Atomic Habits, it also mentions that fact as well, but I've seen this firsthand, which is why I wanted to mention it. I learned a long time ago that willing something to break or willing something to happen is not a great strategy. We need to be intentionally determined and aware of what's going on around us. The good news is we can almost hack it to make these things easier. After all, this is your life. This has been hitting me recently as well. See, we don't play it twice. We don't get a second chance at this life. I remember even on a recent episode, we were talking about this. If you want it, You need to be intentional. You need to get a little intense about it. You need to work yourself up. You need to get it. Talking about habits. We need to make sure that we're spending time. We're spending mental energy thinking, okay, how can I make bad habits really hard uh, to access so then I can break out of them? How can I make the things that I want to do extremely easy and accessible so then I can accomplish them? And lastly, I want to recognize the fact that it takes a whole lot of effort to do the things that we need to do. There are forces beyond this world, even sometimes that try and hold us back from accomplishing what God has for us. And sometimes things don't seem to make sense. But let me remind you, this is the Church Acts podcast. I believe that the things we're going to do are going to be incredible. Why? Well, because we know that it isn't by our strength alone. So let's take a breath and remember that God's ways are higher. And we aren't doing this by ourselves with some self-help book, right? We're seeking God out and we're getting his wisdom and then walking in the ability that he's given us. Isaiah 55 verses 8 through 9, it is a famous verse. You might note it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. Have you ever heard that one before? I think that's one of those verses that are like eating healthy, right? We all know we should. It makes sense. But for some reason, we ignore that advice. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways, talking about God, higher than our ways. How many times, though, do we find ourselves saying, God, you know, I don't get it. I should be here by now. Are you kidding me? I made the same New Year's resolutions in 2011 as I am in 2021. I should not be doing this. I should be doing that. I should have found that person to marry. I should have uh, had better opportunities in life. See, the crazy thing, we can get frustrated at times. But when we make our lives line up with the perfect will of God, I promise you, all things We'll work together for your good in due time. It'll be the, I'll be the first rather to admit, I don't like it, right? I don't like waiting sometimes. But then I remind myself, Terry, man, listen, your thoughts are not God's. Obviously, hello, his ways are infinitely greater. And you know what happens when I start to think about that? It brings peace to my life. God is making a way and working it out even when we don't see how. So be encouraged with that as so many of us are charting out what this year is going to look like as the heavens are higher than the earth, 
So are God's ways higher than our ways and his thoughts than our thoughts? And this morning before I started recording this podcast, I was reading in 2 Samuel and something jumped out to me that I think would be perfect to close off the episode with. 2 Samuel 22 verse 31, God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. So don't lose hope. It's not going to look perfect, right? It's not going to be easy this year, 100% of the time. But remember, God's ways are higher. Just like God's thoughts, as long as we keep seeking him out, 2021, this decade, your life, it's not going to be wasted. Remember, you and I have been born into this time for a purpose. No one is here by accident. So let's go forward, be a man, a woman of action, and see 2021's battles won. (laughs) 